drugs going? Uh, uh, I never knew. I don't know. I swear to God. Swear to me! Conclusion. Inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks! Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where the first episode has Katie Holmes in it, and the next episode will not have her in it. I am Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always, fresh off of seeing somebody's naked bottom from a Zoom bombing, (laughs) it's Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Every time I close my eyes, I see that image, so I'm going to be sleeping with my eyes open tonight. Oh my goodness. It was horrifying. Also joining us today, uh, live from his bungalow bedroom... Future Education Secretary of America, Nick Belsanti. How are you, Nick? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm very good. <laughs> uh, for Man. the people who don't know who you are, Nick, who are you? Why are you here? It, honestly, I ask myself the same question many times a day. Um, I have dissociating disorders, so I don't actually know who I am. Just kidding. Uh, I, I'm a former student of Marquette. I graduated many moons ago. And by many moons, I mean last year. Uh, and I'm here because I am the foremost Batman expert. Ooh, um, Gage about to fight you. Ooh. <laughs> Listen, Nick, Gage, Nick, is it true that it still says you work at Arkham Asylum on your Facebook? <laughs> it literally, yeah, it literally does. I'm yeah. pretty sure my secondary name is also still Batman. Let me look. I think I'm on your page right now. <laughs> it's it's a very deep, yeah, it is. It's, it's a very deep uh, love and understanding of the character. Uh, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Yes. yes. You, guys, you guys are going to have a very good guru uh, to explain to you all the inner workings of the world of Batman and all his rogues. I'm excited to hear you talk about Batarangs later. Oh my goodness, I got some thoughts. Okay. Uh, Before we get into everything Batman and the inner workings of Batman's rogues, um, (laughs) (laughs) we have an announcement to make. We have a Patreon now because... Anna and I figured, why would we do anything if not for money? Mm-hmm. So, Think of it as, like, a podcast-only fans, am I right? Yes. Oh, instead of no. anything inappropriate, you just get to hear us talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's probably only fans where that's, like, a thing, right? There's one where somebody um, dresses up as The Simpsons, and honestly, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Well, now I have to add a new tier for $50. We'll send you pictures of our feet. Um, Ew! <laughs> no. No, on our Patreon, uh, if you want to give uh, us first money. First in line, baby. If you want to give us money to help make the show better, help spread the word about the show, um, help afford my surgery to get wings implanted into my back. 
Okay, uh, Batman, let's calm down. Okay. Uh, you can. <laughs> our Patreon is patreon.com slash inconclusion. Our lowest tier is three bucks. With every tier, you get a shout out at the end of each episode. And then it goes up from there. Um, and we would very much appreciate it if you donated. If you don't, if you can't, we still appreciate you. Um, we love almost all of you equally, except oh, for Gage. We love you just a little bit less, just slightly less. Confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Yeah, he's got a pretty, he's pretty low on the totem pole, huh? Considering every morning he greets me with good morning, Miss Hideous. Yes, he's low on the totem pole. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the reason we have Nick here is because we are going deep, very deep. Um, oh, baby. Some would say an amount deep that we can't say on the show, but it was <laughs> Nick's nickname. <laughs> Uh, I gotta explain this to everybody, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are talking about Batman Begins, released in the year of our Lord, two thousand and five. Directed Good by God. Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer, based, of course, on the character of Batman, starring Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, Cillian Murphy, Tom Wilkinson. Rutger Hauer, Ken Watanabe, and Morgan Freeman. Music by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. It was released on June 15th, 2005 in the U.S., June 17th, 2005 in the United Kingdom, because we're just two days better than them. It cost $150 million to make, and it grossed $373.6 million, making it the eighth highest grossing film of 2005 and that was 375 nice. million of nick belsanti's money only <laughs> uh to to be honest i'm pretty sure i did see this movie about five times in the cinemas uh, oh boy i mean it's yeah. a good length like i would have gone and seen it in the movie theater i could have committed to that yeah yeah this was definitely like a movie theater movie mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. that makes any sense no i get you do you remember yeah. specifically the first time you saw it well, I can I can really take you all the way back to the first time I even knew it existed. Um, Do there tell. was like this there was like this weird like pseudo like teaser trailer that they you know tra trailers were very different mm -hmm. in the early two thousands compared to how they are now. I'm sure you guys remember, mm -hmm. but I saw it on like a MSN website or something like that, and it was just the OG trailer for this movie. It was like two thousand four had to have been so. That was my first, like, introduction to this thing actually existing. Um, I don't think I saw it opening night, uh, but I definitely saw it within its first week. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw it a couple more times after that in IMAX and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Would they have even done, an, like, a midnight premiere for this movie since it was the the first yeah. of the franchise yeah or? they okay. would have because it's still batman you know true yeah. true are all he is a well-known character um nick are you experiencing an earthquake right now what's happening i'm i'm running about my house i'm like a chicken without its head don't <laughs> mind me let um, the man get comfy dan fun... he's settling in to talk about his alter ego i also broke my pen about 10 minutes ago so Oh boy, he's falling apart. <laughs> Since you said that you saw it in IMAX, fun fact about the IMAX screenings, because some of the like old school IMAX projectors couldn't fit 
the length of the movie onto the plate. They had to cut the credits from the movie and had to get special permission from Warner Brothers to do that. So maybe some of you special people who saw this in IMAX saw it, and then it just ended without credits. It just, (laughs) he dove off the roof and it was just done. I feel like I would have gotten motion sickness seeing this or any superhero movie in the IMAX. I would have ralphed. Yeah, this movie was pretty crazy from what Mm -hmm. I remember. It's, you know, they're very, like, childish memories because I was, like, eight years old. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I just remember being absolutely awestruck. Like, Uh just blown away in my seat, skin, like, peeling off my face. Like, just. (laughs) You sound like my dad the first time you went on the Superman ride at Six Flags. (laughs) Pretty much how that felt, yeah. I mean. Gage is saying that he thinks this is the worst one of this trilogy, and I was like, it's not a bad movie, though. And he's like, oh, I never said it was a bad movie. It's just the worst one of the trilogy, which is saying something if all three movies are really good. <laughs> it's it's probably fair. I think we'll come back around to that kind of conversation in Dark Knight Rises, because I think that's got some... It's got some weird things going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. You mean Joseph Gordon-Levitt, my son? That's, yeah. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, right off the bat, just thought I'd mention that this is a great film, but apparently, objectively, with the true diehard fans. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, we'll, we'll again get to this in Dark Knight Rises. Whoops, did I just tip my hand? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to get too into that because that's for future, but it, I mean, this is still like, and in all intents and purposes, like this is still a good Batman movie. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Um, not only is it a good Batman movie, it is definitely one of the most influential and important superhero movies to have come out. Mm-hmm. Because Facts. this just launched the gritty superhero reboot sort of thing. Yeah. We were coming Man. off of the Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Uh, uh, excuse me, you mean the Bat Nipple movies? Uh. Uh, rest card. in peace, Joel Schumacher, by the way. <laughs> yes, rest what? in peace. He did pass away recently. Oh, now I feel bad for making fun of the Batman costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it was... It's, it's okay. They just wanted to sell toys, all right? It's fine. We can make mm-hmm. fun there of There are nipples on those costumes. It was supposed to... It was like a Greek god allegory or something. Okay. I don't okay. know. <laughs> okay, well, the Riddler's in Batman Forever. I don't know if he directed that one, but he I know did. that. He directed all the right. last two. Yes. Um, so yeah, it, it launched the superhero gritty reboot. Um, and it also, it was, it's a combination of this and the MCU that launched us into the current, oh yeah, cinematic universe franchise, superheroes rule the world sort of thing in movies. Definitely. Very glamorous. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, these, I mean, these movies never really did the whole, like, Avengers initiative thing, you know? This this was always supposed to be its own, like, universe thing. And DC, yeah. relatively, they stayed out of it mm-hmm. for a while, but they eventually kind of fell into the same trappings. Mm-hmm. It's weird, though, because I feel like everybody thinks of the Marvel movies right now with the Avengers stuff, like, they're so high-praised. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like this Dark Knight trilogy, but I feel like objectively there are so many other movies in the dc franchise that just 
missed the mark because it felt like they were trying to be Marvel movies almost at mm-hmm. that yeah. point. I'm I'm looking at you, Aquaman. Sorry, Jason. I love you know Aquaman. I mean? uh, Aquaman. Oh, did I just cool. did I just upset the group? I yeah. liked Aquaman, but it felt like it was trying to be something it wasn't. We don't have to talk about that now, but yeah, fair we enough, stand fair Jason Momoa. Let's just get that off the table right now. I don't mm-hmm. want anybody talking crap, but you know, our Iowa yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. Word to my word to my man Cal Drogo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of, we'll have another Game of Thrones alumni in this movie. Yes. <gasps> yes! We do. Yep. Um, I was. When looking up trivia for this, I was like, I read something like fans after Game of Thrones, they're now upset that Batman actually rescued the kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I, I, I meant two. There's two, actually. Okay. Two. Yeah, the other one. Joe Chill. He was the, oh. the, he's the original Night King. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. 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 Cool. Yep. I was only like talking the... about King Joffrey. Oh yeah, yeah that. I he's in here too. Those yeah. wide eyes yeah. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about the the MCU and something that I noticed while watching this. It's so refreshing to watch a superhero movie filmed outdoors. Oh my god. Yeah, what's it like to not use green screen for everything? Sorry, at Disney. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know real sets, real car chases, like who? Real knows? Chicago. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another the only thing. thing. The only thing that really struck me as super, super fake was the trains. They looked like too. Yeah. Too nice. Yeah. Too fancy. Yeah. Not that the L isn't very nice, but you know what I mean. One but time the L I sat is not a, a triple decker. No. <laughs> yeah, with like <laughs> twisty, turny like rails. I was like, what is going on here? In and out of the city. Yeah. Uh, if the L, <laughs> if, if it had as many turns. As that monorail system has, it would take 94 uh, hours to get 10 blocks because you I slow down on, on turns. The L, well, that train looks like it was flying. The L does not go that fast. Yeah, well, the because loop would also, be a mess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it works with actual physics, so. Uh, so let's get into the movie. Heck let's yeah. Do it. Let's do uh, it. We, we open up on a precocious little boy. In a beautiful greenhouse, may I just say. In a wonderful, beautiful greenhouse. He's playing with a, a precocious little girl. <laughs> God. <laughs> and Why are they precocious? They are just so precocious. They Their precocity is off the charts. <laughs> yup. <laughs> and as they're playing, the, the precocious boy, who we then come to find out is Bruce Wayne. There's no child named Bruce. Sorry, Bruce Wayne. He definitely had to have a different name. He became a Bruce once his parents died and he grew up, but that's none of my business. Um, He steals a rock from uh, baby Katie Holmes. An arrowhead. Yeah, Yeah, what is it? It's like an arrowhead, sort of like a... I don't know. I always thought it was a rock, too, but I think it's like a... No, I think it's like a Native American arrowhead. Yeah, some like ancient artifact. Yeah, because like, you know, I don't know about you guys... But in Wisconsin, you can find arrowheads some places sometimes. I mean, just like laying around, just chilling? Well, I don't know. I never found one, but I've known other people who have, <laughs> like in the woods. Oh I love you ever just go in the woods for fun? I mean, yeah. Okay. No, as a boy like scout. as a little. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot my son was an Eagle Scout over here, helping <laughs> grannies across the street. 
Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Real life Batman, you right. Oh. Uh, so our precocious young Bruce, um, he falls in a well, and Lassie can't save him because he gets attacked by bats. Honestly, bats. Terrifying. Like yeah. now, I'm not trying to start any drama with bats as an entire group of animals, but they're kind of scary. Like fruit bats, cute, mm-hmm. but also wild bats. They should have made sure he didn't have any bites instead of being like, he's fine. They should have checked him if he needed a rabies shot because <laughs> I'm not trying to shade bats, but they're kind of dirty low-key. So. Uh, anyway. I'll be honest. Uh, the Waynes strike me as anti-vax. <laughs> you think so? No, but like maybe. <laughs> he's a, he's oh. a doctor. His dad's a doctor. <laughs> you never he know. Could be, he could be one of those like pseudo doctors. You know, he's like, ah, it'll be fine. Oh, God, rub some dirt on it. Here, wipe this $100 bill on it. We're rich. That'll cure you. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. Um, simultaneously, as we see this flashback to, to baby boy Bruce, um, we also see a an older Bruce Wayne in a prison in what I think is Bhutan. Um, yes. I thought it was Siberia, uh, but I think. Oh, I thought it maybe was Nepal because of the mountains. Gage said it's undisclosed. Yeah. Yeah. I assumed it was Nepal because there were a lot of mountains, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, An undisclosed mountainous Asian country, and he he is in prison basically just to beat up people. Uh, Yep. Living the dream of all. People who are bigger than him. Yeah, he's living the dream of everybody who listens to Lincoln Park. Um, Yeah, one of my, like, favorite, like, early lines in this movie. There's a ton of, like, great zingers in this Mm -hmm. movie I want to point out before we get going. But There are. There's, so he's getting the breakfast. It looks like uh, watery eggs. Yeah, Yeah, it's nasty. It's, like, gross porridge. It's just, like, nasty stuff. And the guy's like, oh, they're going to, he's like, oh, these guys are going to come fight you. And he's like, can they do it before breakfast? Mm Mm-hmm. Such a such as like a funny like little line that he makes and this guy starts ruffling him up and he's uh, he gives him this this killer he goes um, oh I I'm the devil or something something like that something along those lines and he goes Bruce goes uh, you're not the devil you're practice mm-hmm. and he just starts what. <laughs> Gage's favorite, actually, when I started dating him, his Wi-Fi was the Batcave, and his password was "swear to me." And, <laughs> and I, he's moved up now. We have the very appropriate Transformers themed Wi-Fi, but um, yeah, swear to me. Um, also, at the end, when Bruce is being dragged away by the guards after beating up seven men. Uh, he yep. gets thrown in solitary for protection. He's like, I don't need protection. And the guards are like, for them. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, okay, so first off, these fight scenes in this movie. Let's, I, I don't know how you guys, how do you guys feel about the fight scenes? Definitely um, the, Christopher Nolan was just learning how to direct fight scenes in this. One of my yeah. notes is, OMG, I love Fight Club because it felt kind of cheesy. No offense to Fight Club. Yeah. But I saw a clip of that movie recently and was like, hmm. Anyway, yeah, it felt cheesy. Also, I loved that Liam Neeson was doing his fight choreo in a full suit. Later <laughs> on, we'll get to that. But Yeah, right. I mean, is... it's kind of like a pain, I don't know, 
just like the cuts and everything like mm-hmm. thank you i thought it was choppy but i thought that was just me being like it's a it's it's this this scene more than like the rest of the fights throughout the movie yeah there's mm-hmm. it's very like all over the place there's cuts and there's like people flipping over and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. it's very very noisy we also never see batman land a punch it always cuts whenever there's a there's a punch and i read that it was because christopher nolan wanted to create like a flash fighting style that he was quick and agile and could appear out of anywhere he should have put some pow bam wham (laughs) slam punch yeah yeah i think it works a little bit better later but it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty bad here i'd have Mm -hmm. to say yeah give me the old adam west batman (laughs) bing bang zow yes (laughs) also uh at this time we see a college-aged bruce wayne with a horrendous haircut oh my Uh, god i literally put (laughs) it i was like why does this man look like he's doing the toby Maguire spider-man 3 school of haircuts that Um, was a rough look (laughs) he is back in gotham for the trial for early parole for Joe Chill, who has killed his parents. We skipped over this, but, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Batman's parents get killed after a night at the opera. Just yeah, like I mean, that's that's canon. Everybody knows that. Yeah. They get so, killed by Joe Chill. I got the I got the play. It's the the show that they went to go see. Uh-huh. It's called uh, Mistopheli. Mephistopheles? Mephistopheles? Magical Mr. Mephistopheles? They went to see cats? (laughs) Give me about ten minutes to pronounce this. Hold on. Mephistopheles. I'm probably butchering the pronunciation on that, but it's it's supposedly a... It's another allegory. uh, And the whole play is basically about a guy who sells his soul to the devil. Mm. Um, And it's supposed to be like a... Bruce is like one of the main characters in the play... And uh, Ducard or Ra's al Ghul, mm-hmm. which we'll get into that again. But um, it's he's like supposed to be like the devil tempting him and oh. get him to sell his soul. It's it's a it's all an allegory. Everything's a everything's a theme. Of course it is. What would a movie be if well <clears throat> some movies there are no yeah. themes, but what would a Batman movie be? You know, if there wasn't all this. But may mm-hmm. I just say, the bats in that play are terrifying. They reminded me so yes. much of the monkeys yeah. in Wicked and how scared I was of the flying monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those costumes are terrifying. Thank you. Yeah. See, fear fear plays a huge part in this movie, and I think that's you why it don't, makes sense. You don't say. <laughs> I mean, Scarecrow's <laughs> a fame bad guy, of course, but it's just like such a reoccurring, just happens over and over and over. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so at the trial, um, haircut Bruce is there to shoot Joe Chill, but he... Can we... I'm sorry to pause again, but if this was real life, and I know it's not, uh-huh. my dad works at the courthouse, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to get in the courthouse without having to go through some sort of metal detector. You mean to tell me that Bruce is out here just waltzing into a courthouse with a gun? Gage is like, well, he's rich. No, 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 no. I don't care how rich you are, you're still going to get patted down going into the courthouse because if you keep that thing on you, they're going to find it. I mean, yes, but also 2005. And it, That's this was... after 9-11 when things got stricter, okay? But you can't, you this can't flashback is eight years before the rest of the movie, so that was oh, 1997. God. Not convinced. <laughs> you See, mean to tell good. me they just didn't care about safety in 1997 false nah 
I mean, I was born, so they definitely did not care. Yeah, true. You were I just mean, thrown into the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, he he gets killed anyways, so. Yeah, he does yeah, get know, killed by one of Carmine Falcone's goons, who is oh, the yeah. head mob boss of the city, played by Tom Wilkinson. Um, after that, we see Rachel. Sorry. Rachel! Um, Rachel! <laughs> we see Rachel drive... Uh, Bruce down into the underbelly of the city and she's like if you want to actually help people help these people don't go on some weird vigilante justice crusade um, yeah right. I like that though because I like that there's like a line later on about like I think it was Alfred that says it that's like the difference between being a vigilante and being a hero what did, oh crap now I can't remember it was such a good line <clears throat> did I write it down and probably was like, I'll remember it. Go <laughs> remember it. Um, also, Whatever, Anna, I'll get back to it. Um, I just want to point out that Anna just put on sunglasses indoors. Yes. And she looks Very like curious. Elton John right now. Because they oh are rose-tinted glasses. They are. Thank you. That's the highest compliment I got for my <laughs> birthday. Yeah, they're pretty sweet, Anna. Thank you. Anyways, back in the prison... Um, in solitary confinement, it's not so solitary anymore because Qui Gon Jinn shows up. Thank you. Baby. That's what I said too. I was like, my boy, he's <laughs> he came back. To say, from... There's always a bigger fish. <gasps> he's back from hooking up with Anakin's mom. Yo, there is always a bigger fish, though. All right, I don't <laughs> want to have spoil... a realization about the movie. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it because I'm sure everybody's already seen this. Uh, mm-hmm. What, 18 year old movie or whatever? But uh, it's too late for spoilers. 15. Um, yeah, uh, I'll get it. We'll get, well, I'll say it later. Yeah. I'll, I'll okay. remember it later. Hold your thought. Hold your thoughts. Yeah. So, um, Qui-Gon Jinn tells Bruce that if he wants to really learn how to fight and be justice, I guess, to paraphrase, um, he needs to climb a mountain and find a rare blue flower. And with mm-hmm. that, he will then go into a pretty much a dojo, a training academy where he will learn. The sure. ways of the fist. That with flower the, high key ugly. It's uh, with the League of Shadows. Yes. Uh, sometimes also referred to as the League of Assassins. Mm-hmm. Uh, featuring just our. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. I say featuring our boy Ken Watanabe. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, Raz Al Ghul. <laughs> Look, you can't we, see we it, could... but Nick just did. <laughs> aggressive air quotes and Anna winked so hard her eye fell out <laughs> yes I'm putting it back in right now um I want to note also that uh we can never really get a straight pronunciation of what Raz Raish nobody actually I thought it was knows. Raj Al Ghul like Raj because that's how yeah. Gage is saying it mm-hmm. right so there's about four different or I don't know there's like a million different ones but it's Generally, in this movie, it's Roz, so we could just refer to him as Roz. Mm-hmm. But video games and other media have called him Raish. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I like to I like to call him Raish Al Gahul. Gahul, like yes. Guardians of like the Ardi- oh the, the Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. Yes. <laughs> it's I'm all a theme. It's all an allegory. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> People Bruce. who wrote Guardians of Gahul also made Batman. You can't change my mind, even though Batman's a thousand years old. Anyway. Bruce makes it up the mountain uh, after being told to turn back by mountain people. 
and as he gets up there, he is greeted by uh, Caleb Descartes, um, which is not Liam Neeson's actual name, but Descartes. <laughs> Caleb yes. Descartes is the cowboy that Leonardo DiCaprio plays in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and... When he's there, he's like, if you want, justice is swift or whatever. It never comes when you're paying attention. I started watching this late last night, so I don't remember the line yeah, specifically. Same. But he gets no, attacked by well, first ninjas. They... Oh, wait, no, I'm skipping ahead. My bad. Yeah. He gets attacked by ninjas, um, and they, they beat him down. But then he starts getting trained by Liam Neeson and learning the ways of the ninjas. See, now, this... this part. Oh, yeah. sorry. It's oh, got me messed just... up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. You're the guest. I'm being a diva. Go ahead. No, you, it's the Elton okay. John glasses. I can't help it. I'll take them off. Yeah, you're looking styling. Um, I was just going to say this. They like s- slowly kind of dole out uh, Bruce's origin story because now this is where we see his parents' death. We don't actually yeah. see mm-hmm. all that stuff happen until a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he, you know, it's a very, it's set up. He says, you know, what, what do you fear? And you see this whole segment of his parents' death and this, I mean, it's this really kind of like emotional yeah. thing for, for me, especially, I mean, the, um, right after his parents are killed, there's this beautiful music piece that plays. Thank you, Hans. Uh, oh, I know he's mm-hmm. godsend. Um, and, uh, fun facts about all the music tracks. If you go on the soundtrack, uh, every track is named after a type of bat. Mm-hmm. And they really? spell out, and the first. I'm gonna look it up. First yeah. six spell out Batman. Yes. <gasps> I, oh, correct. I love that, Hans, my boy. Yeah. yeah oh my yeah, god, yeah. love that. Really cool. So I, I just like to point that out too. Um, but yeah, you get to see a, a young Jim Gordon, <gasps> uh, mm-hmm. still a police officer, uh, with a thing that kind of comes back later in the series. His mustache. Oh, yeah, the mustache. Okay, all the facial hair in this movie could have used a little trim. It was a little much for me, personally. (laughs) What, you tell me you didn't like the little beards that all the ninja dudes had? They were wispy. They needed to get trimmed. They were looking a mess. (laughs) I know that they're, like, off in the mountains, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you're telling me there's not a single scissors up there? (laughs) Oh, there has to be something based on Ken Watanabe's shaved head. Yeah, at least. Well, that probably would be a straight edge, but still. Exactly. A straight edge is just scissors hard mode. With one, you could just use two straight edges. Congrats, you've invented scissors. <laughs> Thank <Incredible>. you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's like a big... Obviously, I mean, that's like the most important part of Batman is his origin story and now mm-hmm. nowadays you know we look at movies and we're kind of we take these origin stories kind of for granted because that's kind of like all we've been seeing i think you a know? lot of people think that everybody knows batman's origin story which like we do i think i know <laughs> yeah. bat i mean i know superman's origin story and stuff too but i know batman's better than anybody else's I mean, and i geez. think that's just because he's been around for forever um but I think you're right. I think people kind of take for granted the fact that they know it and they don't go into the detail. Like I thought that the way this was told and shown was beautiful and sad and it really made you feel for Bruce. 
And I liked how it was shot. I liked that they showed his connection with his dad, Thomas, before it before he was killed. Like, I thought That's it was his last words. Done. His last mm-hmm. words: "Don't be afraid." Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought it's it was all an allegory. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna say that about 400 more times. I hope you know. <laughs> We're ready. We're gonna just edit together for the Patreon just a video of BD saying. It's all oh, an allegory. Huh? Yep. <laughs> I mean, Nick, please edit out what I just called him. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to tiptoe around the nickname that he has for three whole episodes and never actually reveal mm-hmm. it. Um, oh man! I specifically love. How the actor who plays Thomas Wayne, Linus Roach, um, which already <laughs> sounds like a supervillain name. What a name, yeah. Linus Roach. Oh he then went on to um, Law and Order. Yes. And, yeah, wait, no. Right. His character there is Linus Roach. I don't know what the actor's real name is. Oh Maybe my I'm God, getting both Dan. of these wrong. Anyways, he was in Law and Order. <laughs> Uh, the good Law and Order, the original, and I will die on this hill. Come at me, uh, SVU okay. fans. Yeah, hi. Okay, weird flex. <laughs> nope, that's the actor's name. You're right. Okay. Uh, so back to the movie. Bruce completes his training, and the last part mm-hmm. of his training is that the League of Shadows require him to murder a man who murdered someone. Yes, uh, yes, but yes, as we all know, Batman's one rule is don't talk about Fight Club. And his second rule is do not kill. So instead of killing the man, he indirectly kills the man by burning oh down God, the yeah, headquarters this. of the League of Shadows <laughs> and killing I a ton it. of ninjas. I said, yeah, he won't kill this one guy. But what he does instead is he flicks a like candlestick or something into a, I don't know, do they just have a bunch of explosives? I guess. It seems like it. It's... See, okay, so I, I was wrestling with this last night because this has always been like a point of context, contention for this movie. Is mm-hmm. that he says, yeah, I won't kill this one guy, but I will destroy this entire dojo filled of ninjas. Mm-hmm. I guess the only thing that I could really say that defends it is the whole time these guys are talking about, yeah, we're going to go to Gotham and we're going to destroy it. Like it's, mm-hmm. they're basically talking about raising the place to the ground. And so I guess maybe he sees the only way to prevent that is to kind of destroy the whole operation before it even mm-hmm. starts. Um, obviously, it doesn't work, but, like, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. And it gives us a nice little fake out because Ra's al, Ra's al Ghul dies. Yeah. Yeah. Again, in air quotes. Yeah, yeah. unless you're dating Gage and then he gives you the tea on the whole movie right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... You know, and that 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 uh, that's I don't know how they did that stunt where he's going over the mountain. And that looks pretty him. painful. That looked unbelievably painful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I think Christopher Nolan really loves blowing up oddly <laughs> constructed buildings at the top yeah. of snowy peaks. Yeah, he just likes <laughs> blowing stuff up. He's right up there with um. Michael Bay. Oh my Bay. God! Thank Bay you. Down. Yes. Yeah, we got Can I just say, him. going? Oh my God! Going back <laughs> to right before Raja Ghoul dies, mm-hmm. um, when they're training, dies. yes, <laughs> when they're training Bruce and they first blow the blue flower powder, they crush up the blue fa- power. Pa- they crush up crush, the blue powerade. 
They cr <laughs> I'm starting over. They crush up the blue flower and they blow the powder into his face mm -hmm. and he gets high and he opens the box as he fights his way through all the people and a bunch of bats fly out. If I was him, I know I'd be training, you know, and I'd be being trained to not be scared of bats. If I opened that box though and it was spiders, outie. Bye. Mm -hmm. I had a spider fall on me at work yesterday, and I'm surprised I'm still alive. My soul left my body. <laughs> now, can you imagine doing that while high? My soul would have left my body twice, girl. Yeah. I No, thank you. I was yeah. like, he's, I mean, I guess that's why he's a superhero and I'm not, but. I mean, chirping on psychedelics and fighting with a bunch of ninjas, like. Heck no. I'm not <laughs> strong enough for that. Um. So, considering the fact that we've been recording for now 46 minutes, and we're not even a quarter of the way through the movie. Oh, we're making Oops. it, baby. We are. Uh, I'm going to yada yada a couple of things. Yeah, yeah go ahead. It's... So, Bruce, uh, he saves Liam Neeson um, mm -hmm. from death, and then he gets picked up by Michael Caine in the private jet. Uh, My, back the one to true Gotham. Alfred. Whoa. That's, He's that's the one a, true Alfred. I mean, there's so many good Alfreds, I, I can't really complain. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he's also great, so yes. I'll give you it. You have Alpha, you have Beta, and you have Alfred. True. He's the true Alpha. <laughs> um, he goes back to Gotham. Uh, Gone for seven years, which yes. I, I was, like, really surprised by. I thought it was a little bit shorter than that. Yeah, I've, no, they declared him dead, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alfred had him declared dead, yeah. Yeah, which I think is like a thing, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You like get declared dead after a couple of years. Well, like if somebody's missing and stuff, I think you can just give up and declare them dead. Mm -hmm. I think that's what happens, like in a lot of old timey like World War Two stories. I think they did that with people just because they thought people were missing, and if somebody yeah. shows back up, hey, cool, they're not dead. But if they don't, unfortunately, mm -hmm. they gone. That's how you you can you can change your whole life. You can start over as a new person. Nobody would ever know. Why are you? Symbol. Anna got so close to the camera with that. It's like she was <laughs> she really did. like threatening that she's going to declare herself dead and start a new life. No, yeah, I like she... my name in my life too much. Anna, you got to become a symbol, something that the criminals will fear. A spider. Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man. It's been done. It's been done. Spider Man. Uh, so, as he's back in Gotham, he finds out that his family's company is being taken public by Rutger Hauer. Um, but yeah. Quayne Enterprises. The company Archivist, I'm reading on Wikipedia that Lucius Fox, played by Morgan Freeman, is the Archivist, um, huh. allows Bruce to see these defense tech that they've had made for him. I didn't know he was an Archivist. I've worked with Archivists before. Archivists yeah. aren't jack-of-all-trades engineers. You know, it's Morgan Freeman, and yeah. I guess he can do whatever he wants, and if they want to, I guess, I don't know, take it up with... What was Batman made? Like, 1930? Take it up Not with yet. them. 1942? <laughs> there you go. Go yeah. back to the 40s and take it up with them. <laughs> Get I mean, it, Bob. I liked the... Oh, don't even get me started on Bob Kane, but... uh. <laughs> Bill Finger deserves his due, and he will get it in time. And now they've actually put him in the movies next to Bob Kane's name, which is mm -hmm. good. But uh, a quick plug, watch Batman with Bill on Hulu, Batman and Bill 
on Hulu, and it'll tell you all about that whole story. You'll get uh, all the tea. Yeah, it's very, it's actually kind of messed up, but, um, mm-hmm. where, where were we? My brain just had a fart. Lucius Fox is an archivist. Oh, right. So I just wanted to say, I was, I kind of appreciated that they gave like a real reason for all that tech to actually exist. Yeah. It, it is weird that Wayne tech was making it all, I guess, but like, yeah, there's like a real, they're like, oh, this was supposed to be for soldiers and oh, this was like a bridge jumping vehicle. Yeah. And this was that. And I was, I was like, oh, okay. So they give like real world applications to all these things, which is kind of like a specialty for these movies, you know? Yeah. Gives a lot of real world, you know, they're supposed to be, oh, it's the grounded Batman. It's the real Batman. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I still don't see somebody driving around in that kind of tank, but, like, whatever. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that Batmobile. That's <laughs> not, not my Batmobile. Oh, that is my Batmobile. That is the dream. It's oh, the yeah. ugliest car. I have notes about how ugly I think that car is. I like the long, skinny one. <laughs> the nice. phallic Batmobile? <laughs> no, don't call it that. <laughs> I mean... Come on, like one of the best lines in the whole movie he goes, Does it come in black? Like Oh uh-huh. yeah, I put that in here. I called him a basic. That's like <laughs> Bruce a basic. Um, so Bruce gets a bunch of equipment from Lucius. He uh, makes his batarangs. He get makes batarangs. He says he's going spelunking. Um, <laughs> but he gets a he gets a bodysuit and the the Batmobile is called the Tumbler in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to call it the blender bottle because that's basically what a tumbler is. Oh my god, wait! Hi! Not sponsored, blender bottle, if you're listening. Do the thing. Make the noise. What? Oh, I don't don't have a blender in there. Oh, man. Oh, so it's just a sippy cup. (laughs) I just have water in there. I'm using it as a water bottle. But can it jump a bridge? I bet not. I bet not. Not Um, like the Batmobile blender bottle does. (laughs) Bruce also sets up the Batcave underneath Wayne Manor. Um, yes. Which, quick note about that. Uh, later in the movie, he brings Rachel down there because she gets poisoned. And mm-hmm. she wakes up. Oh, excuse me. I just burped. Um, and the ceiling of the Batcave is covered in bats. Nightmare. Yet Nightmare Rachel inducing. wakes up totally clean i would have screamed my question also, is are these non-pooping bats yeah maybe where does their defecation go maybe they're maybe they're not real bats uh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're plastic like clearance section at michael's after halloween oh my god <laughs> that would be a pretty hilarious subplot that batman's got to scrub off the bat crap from his car every time he goes out <laughs> Um, unrelated, I was laughing though, Gage and I were watching the movie, and when they went down to the Batcave in the elevator, he's like, hmm, not as good as the pole, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that they, they, they put it, uh, Michael Caine remarks about it, he says that the, the original, like, OG Waynes, like the old man, I called him Great Grandpappy Wayne. Yes. Uh, was, uh, was it like an abolitionist and was like helping with the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was, it seems I, like the Waynes were very forward-thinking people. Yes. Very yeah, progressive. That's usually how they're portrayed uh, yeah. in the comics and other media. Uh, sometimes they're villains, sometimes they're not. 
Well, because correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know about Batman, but I know, like, at least for Superman, like, that was created by an oppressed people. It was created by two Jewish gentlemen. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know about Batman, but maybe that... I maybe somebody who was from an oppressed group had a hand in creating it or something like that. I don't know if they're Jewish or not, but I don't know. Maybe something like that would influence people, but also maybe people are just good, which is also a good thing to have in mind, but mm-hmm. exactly. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. So yeah. um, I know that Batman's a vigilante, but he is a uh, involved with law enforcement. And uh, as he is very progressive, um, would there would he be involved in the movement? Would there be a movement to defund Batman? Oh no, Batman out here! I oh, said gosh. this to Gage. He was driving around, and the cops were chasing him, and he threw out things to pop their tires. Batman said a cab so loud, I almost went deaf. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's in like I don't I don't know if it's exactly in Dark Knight, but like pretty much every Batman media, he's always fighting with police. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's like that that huge battle at, towards like the car the chase and yeah. all that, you know. There's and there's a lot of times where that actually happens in the books as well, comics. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah. straight. This is a lot of this movie is actually gets in, inspiration from like Year One and stuff like that. If you guys mm. haven't read that, I highly suggest it. It's great. Um, but and I, I'll, we'll mention that later with the bats and all that stuff. Um, yes. But like. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't think anybody'd be defunding Batman. He's he, he just he just beats up people. How are you even gonna defund canceled. him if you don't know that he's Bruce Wayne? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't yeah. know where he gets his money. He's not government regulated. Yeah, exactly. He funds himself. Mm-hmm. If um, anything, he'd be canceled. Like Riddler would like cancel him or something. Yeah, my son. This Batman is over party. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> Um, so, uh, also what happens is that, um, at the same time, there is an evil psychologist played by Killian Murphy, um, who is Dr. Jonathan Crane, um, who is getting people committed to his psych ward in Arkham Asylum. Um, I skipped over something. And he owns it, doesn't he? I think he's just in charge of it. Yeah, he's basically, like, running the asylum. Mm -hmm. Oh, you skipped over the origin of the bat signal, and he says, I'm Batman. And I say, oh my gosh, and Gage goes, wow, it's almost like this is an origin story, and I roll my eyes for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's a really cool scene, though. Yeah, yeah. but there's not really too much else to explain. Like, he stops a drug deal, and he uses one of the guys from the drug deal to make a bat symbol on a big light, and it's a bat signal. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's Falcone, and he, like, pulls... It's kind of nice Oh, it's Falcone? Oops, I did not realize that. I mean, it's it's nice that he gets his, you know? It's it's cool Mm -hmm. that you can finally see him, like... Because this guy's been kind of a jerk the whole movie. I mean, that scene Mm -hmm. where they're... I don't mean to go all the way back there, but when they're in the when he's like thanking him at the at the bar or whatever, and he's yeah. like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I, I heard you, I heard your dad begged like a dog." I was yeah. like, "This guy's gotta go." What? No, no I gun? expected him. I'm insulted. I expected him to keep going on that train. He begged like a dog. You ever heard a dog beg? He was like, <laughs> yeah. "Woof, woof." <laughs> <laughs> he had Tail was wagging. 
<laughs> yes, I, I am familiar with what a dog sounds like. In fact, he got on all fours like this, and then he would go and get on all fours and be like, Whoa! This sounds like it, we stumbled into some sort of weird corner of the web. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, at... Arkham Asylum, Falcone gets drugged and goes crazy. Bye. When I tell you I screamed, I was like, fear toxin is that bitch, and she's here. Yeah. I, oh. He's got this great line. He goes, so when did the nuts start running the nut house? (laughs) And it just gets me every time, and he, like, gasses him, and he starts going crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know why anybody wouldn't question that, like. That was kind of a stupid thing to do for him. Like, I don't know. I mm-hmm. thought I was I was like, damn. That's very brazen to do, like right when there's all these people outside, like Yeah. What they don't they don't have cameras in there or nothing, like at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know. Also, we then see that um Batman gets incapacitated mm-hmm. by the hallucinogenic when he's investigating the scarecrow. Um mm-hmm. gets and- torched. Yes, he gets lit on fire and he falls out of a building. Um, you need to lighten up. <laughs> oh, there that is a good line. That is a good line. Something that I really like about this movie is that every line is either exposition or a one-liner. Yeah. yeah. There's a ton of one-liners for like a, you know, like people always say like, oh, Marvel movies are the kitty quippy ones. friendly. Qui-. This movie's like quip central. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's was... some good lines. I was half like, expecting somebody to pop out and go, do you know what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> oh, the God. Ice Age! And then Mr. Freeze. Oh, <gasps> Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Take me yeah. back. Or my personal favorite from later on, I, how I, like, he says something like, how can, I need you to help me. Can you drive stick? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole line. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, so... After Batman gets rescued by Alfred and he gets the antidote uh, created by, again, the archivist. Let's take one second. The to librarian. I misheard uh, Morgan Freeman's line and he said it knocks you out for eight, uh, eight hours. But I thought he said it knocks you out for eight days. And I was like, well, how is anything going to get solved in this <laughs> situation? Yeah, for real. No, I mean, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good that they got him with that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then Another... it like stays in your body, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. It's it inoculates you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Get that fear toxin vaccine. <laughs> Let's see. Oh yeah, I got the the microwave emitter thing comes up after mm, this. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we see so... that a Wayne ship. With a prototype microwave emitter, which dissolves water, um, gets, so bizarre. It gets stolen uh, from one of their their shipping vessels, and yeah. we then see that it is stolen by the scarecrow and yeah. his goons. Yeah, and they the councilman, or I, I assume he was like a councilman, right? I think he's a DA. He's uh, Rachel Dawes's kind of love interest, sort of person. His boy toy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, I think she calls him his her boss too at one point, which I was like, that's kind of questionable. Yeah, uh, <laughs> workplace, don't. workplace relationship. But yeah. uh, okay, 
Uh, but yeah, he gets he kind of gets too close to it and he gets capped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll they'll remark about this later that, but you like see like all these random people are just like in on this and you're like where are all these people coming from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they'll, they'll they touch on it later. They kind of uh, there's a passing line about it later in the movie, but it's really kind of bizarre seeing like all these random people just like mm-hmm. in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Rachel accuses Crane of being corrupt, uh, and he denies it by showing her all of the corruption that he is doing. <laughs> yeah, he goes, you know what? He's like, if I can't convince you, I'll just, uh, I'll just give it to you. Yeah, yeah. and then he knocks her out. He yes. knocks her booty out. Is that when we see um, evil Batman? Yeah, well, it's coming up. It, it yeah. comes up pretty much right after that. He. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts taking down all these goons and uh, gives Crane a, he goes, uh, taste of your own medicine, doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sprays him right in the face and he becomes this and demon the, monster. And the mm-hmm. bats are that he calls in are just strong as hell and they're breaking through glass, flying right. into place. I was like, are they working out too? What's going <laughs> on here? Yeah, see, so that that's another thing that's like straight, ripped straight from the pages of the comics like it's such a cool scene i even think it's a a thing that he has in his boot and that too yeah it's like a like a emitter that like gets all the bats to come Mm -hmm. and give them backup i want you to know that that note about the bats being strong is followed by honestly this is the ugliest batmobile not what i would have gone with looks wise but also i'm not batman i guess so (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah so what happens next is Batman puts Rachel into the Batmobile and they have a police chase. While she's still freaking out from the toxin. Yeah, she's tweaking. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe like a little bit too much like police like quip things going on, but like Mm -hmm. so many police cars. What kind of a car is it? It's a black uh, tank. Tank. Yeah, that was one guy going. I just want to know what it looks like. It flies. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I was like, Jesus. Okay, Anna, do you hate it because it's bulky? Yes. Okay. It's just ugly. I'm sorry. I, I'm i being such a girl right now, like a stereotypical girl, but I want that car to be cute and sleek, girl. I mean, yeah, but, like, it's functional. It does what it needs to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's ugly. Now, you... I, yeah, I guess. You want to... To compare it to types of deodorant, uh, you want a car that's, like, Summer breeze, mm-hmm. smooth, airy, light. Mm-hmm. I want a Batmobile that is like bear gloves or like wood chop disaster. This is like sandalwood. Like at first I was like, okay. And then I stuck around for a while and realized I was so allergic to sandalwood that if I stayed by it, I'd get itchy eyes and a headache. That's what this Batmobile gives me, headaches. <laughs> See, like to, to some degree, Anna, I, I, I will agree with you. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm a OG like purist. I love yes. the the Batmobile from the animated series. Yes, is like the epitome of Batmobiles. That one and the '89, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the Keaton Batmobile are both like just such iconic like cars to me. This this I always thought this one was like a little bit less like iconic in yeah. that sense. It just kind of felt like it was like a 
random like tank thing to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it still does what it needs to do. And I kind of like that he gets into like he has to like go down into like the hood part when he yeah. wants to shoot the guns. It like kind of like pushes that's him down cool. into that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I will say, I thought he was gonna get on his bat motorcycle, batter oh, cycle. That's not until the next one. Yeah, so I've heard. Yes. Yeah, yeah next week. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he he saves Rachel. And... Rachel. He, he gives her a vial of the antidote and then says that he, she needs to give one to Commissioner Gordon for mass production, um, mm-hmm. which begs the question, why doesn't Batman just give the vial to Commissioner Gordon? He's got other stuff to do. He's busy. A he's birthday a busy party. bat. He has to go to his birthday he's, party. Yeah, he's a busy oh bat. God, he, can't, yeah. he can't blow his own cover. So at the birthday party, we see <laughs> Bruce is turning 30. And he's there with all his. Patrick Bateman is turning (laughs) three. He's there with all his sycophants and hanger-ons, and Mm -hmm. he gives a fake drunk speech telling everybody to leave because. It's actually very funny. It It was funny. I was like, I respect him, though, for being willing to put himself in such a bad light to kind of protect everybody else after Mm -hmm. the twist. That's true. That's true. And the twist is that the League of Shadows have infiltrated the party. And are going to burn Gotham to the ground, pretty much, by releasing the toxin that has been poured into the water supply into the air using the microwave emitter. And as I say it, I realize how silly of a plot this movie actually has. But yeah. it's they done literally so well. poison the water hole. They literally poison yeah. the water hole. <laughs> they like did. this is like a sixties like kind of plot, but it works so well mm-hmm. for some weird reason. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, it's so bizarre. Um, yeah. Oh, the payoff to the whole Ra's al Ghul and air quotes thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Watanabe was not the real Ra's al Ghul. It was actually what? Liam Neeson all along. No! Yes, I found out right away because Gage goes, oh, yeah, Liam Neeson's in this movie is Ra's al Ghul. And I was like, okay. And then we watched the movie and I went, he's like, oh, yeah, you don't find that out until later. And I was like, oh, okay. I've, I've been trying to, like, kind of, like, figure out why that was a fake-out from the beginning. Well, I what don't do know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because he knew, like, maybe he knew Batman would betray him or something. But also, like, I think maybe he wanted to gain the trust of Batman, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't Batman yet. Um, I also was kind of laughing because I was like, all this facial hair is nasty. Liam Neeson's facial hair is booty in this movie. He goes, well, it's supposed to allude to the same facial hair that Ken Watanabe's character has. I was like, which is also not good. And it was a whole thing. I was very focused on the aesthetics of this film. I mean, see, like someone like Ra's al Ghul is such like a bizarre choice for like something that's supposed to be like grounded and like realistic because Mm – like, mm-hmm. Ra's al Ghul in the comics is, like, this ageless, like, living, lived for, like, centuries. Yeah. Well, Gage was saying that in this movie, he thought maybe they were trying to go for, like, a, it's a title that's passed down. So that's it gives the illusion that somebody's living forever, but yeah. it's just one person. Like, don't they kind of do that with the Dalai Lama? It's a title that's passed down, even though he's not... Well, the Dalai Lama gets reincarnated, according to oh. their religion. Oops, sorry, yeah. everyone. I just offended by misunderstanding their religion. I learned something today. Um, 
but there's somebody but you know what i mean like it's like a it's supposed to be a continuous thing yeah that the title is yeah. yeah i get that um i mean yeah it's kind of like a bizarre character to put i i feel like but it, it's it i mean he works and he fits mm. in the universe mm-hmm. um and i mean you know he does what he needs to do and he uh was he drops so yeah that's this is where he drops that line i was referring to earlier mm-hmm. uh he says that you know we the city is so corrupt that we've infiltrated it at every level mm-hmm. and you could see that throughout the movie there's all these different people that are working for them mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like it's crazy like he's he's right they did like make their way through this entire society and they're just going to tear it from the inside out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's kind of crazy um also yeah, right after this point, um, we see the League of Shadows light the Wayne Manor on fire, and Bruce gets knocked under a, a flaming log, which leads to the, in my opinion, the best line in the movie. Absolutely. Alfred's a petty queen. Give us Absolutely. the line, Dan. Alfred comes up and he sees Bruce under the log, and he goes, "All those push-ups, and you can't move a bloody log." <laughs> <laughs> He gives him, he, like, Bruce even, like, gives him, like, that face, like, really, dude? Like, yeah. now? <laughs> Our petty queen, Alfred, with his golf club. <laughs> oh, yeah, what, he says a, he says another good one right after he hits that guy. I forget what he says. Oh, damn. I can't remember what it is either. He says something pretty funny to him, but whatever. When he, when he loads Rachel, um... No, is it he loads Rachel in the car and says had a little too much to drink? He uh, he says uh, she's a little worse, little worse for wear, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, what happens after Bruce gets out? We then see that the League of Shadows have released the criminals from Arkham Asylum. They've popped it off in the Narrows, is the best way I can put it. The gas oh is out. Is Everybody's going, going crazy. Crazy down there. Liam Neeson puts on his mask after the gas has been released. Bro, it's too late for you. I was like, honey, that's not how you wear a mask. Maybe he wanted uh, to take a little hit. Yeah, he wanted to take a little something-something. Mm-hmm. He wanted uh, to get a little scared, but not too bad. Um, I want to point out one of the main, like... We actually see the, this guy earlier in the movie, too. Um, one of the dudes that's released from Arkham is mm-hmm. Victor Zaz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely um, didn't even touch on him. I can't believe. Yeah, he's he's actually uh, put into Arkham earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, you could kind of see... You, you see them in the movie, but they don't actually point them out. There's uh, He's got, like, check marks and, like, ticks, tick marks all over his body. Mm-hmm. Um, in the comics, he... Every time he kills somebody, he puts one of those on his body. And he works for Falcone, doesn't he? He, uh, yeah, iterations. I mean, he kind of changes iterations. You know, he's a serial killer sometimes, just on his own. Other times, like he was in uh, Birds of Prey. Hmm. He was working for Roman Sionis. Oh, yeah! I completely forgot. I saw that movie in the theaters, and I'm out here forgetting. I was distracted. (laughs) He's the same character. It's just a kind of different. A little bit yeah. different, yeah. Um, I didn't even realize that. Yep. Also, something that we see is we see where Commissioner Gordon 
gets his, or sorry, Sergeant Gordon at this point. He'll be gets, commissioner one day. We've been known. Where he gets his idea to send all the police officers into one area because all the police officers are sent into the Narrows to mm-hmm. provide some sort of safety. And then later in The Dark Knight Rises, all the police officers are sent into the underground of <laughs> Gotham uh, and then locked up there. <laughs> yeah, wow, very, the future the future liberals want. <laughs> sets up a very good precedent of messing up, bungling these like terrible events. They're like, yeah, let's raise the bridges and try and trap everybody in here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so basically what happens, I'm going to yada yada over the rest of the movie because it's pretty much a big fight There's, scene yeah, for the rest of it. Yeah, not much left. Um, Essentially, he, yeah. We see that Liam Neeson is bringing the microwave emitter to Wayne Tower, where the main water supply is. And if it gets there, it's all over. It's all ruined. Game over, baby. Yep. Uh, But Batman stops him. He doesn't kill him, but he doesn't have to save him. So he kills him by (laughs) crashing the train. It's so cool, though. It's low-key so cool when Batman flies off the train. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, he just goes right out the back of it. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, um, and the there everybody is saved. They mass produce the antidote. We assume we don't actually see that happen. Scarecrow Maybe a lot like of a people soup. died. Uh, probably. Yeah, because that gas would have seeped into like. Excuse me. Oh my oh, god. Let me are try you that tired? Again. Yeah, Zumba was exhausting. Sleepy. Um, that gas would have seeped into like more residential areas mm-hmm. outside of the city. Like think about if there's a big like a big fire downtown, I would smell it where I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, they do say later that the narrows are lost. I don't know if that's a yeah. euphemism for they're just giving up on the area and now it's time to just fend for yourself or what? Probably. They probably are like, "Ugh, I don't feel like date. I don't feel like dealing with it." So they just are like Yeah forget mm-hmm. about their narrows we i don't know i'm covering my eyes like narrows they're who, not looking yeah uh scarecrow kind of gets us it i feel like it's anticlimactic in some senses but others i was just like ah, it's fine whatever yeah he kind of he just gets shot in the face with uh electric uh, what a stun stun gun i guess yeah uh he'll be back he'll be back in both both of these next two mm-hmm. movies so scarecrow it's fine. yeah yeah um, and then after everything is all hunky-dory, uh, we see that Batman is going to rebuild Wayne Manor. Great. Brick by brick. And also that there is now a new criminal with a penchant oh, for can we... the dramatic. Oh, friend, he, like, chef's kiss. He, he drops Blew off his calling card. Socks. Oh, my God. And it's the Joker, baby. Mm. <laughs> The chef's, chef's kiss. I'm so excited. I actually, The Dark Knight's the only one of the three movies I had seen. But mm. I watched it really? when I was in college and I took a philosophy of superheroes class. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Yeah, it was a fun class, even though I did not like philosophy. We can definitely, we can have like a three hour philosoph- philosophical discussion about The Dark Knight. That's, <laughs> the way you said that, sure. I feel like you're like getting sweaty and excited just thinking about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I, you, you don't, you already don't know. Like, BD's I don't even BD. need to watch the movie. <laughs> He's like, it's hot in here. I got, I gotta go, guys. <laughs> like, uh, 
Yeah, so that is Batman Begins. If you saw it in IMAX, then the lights would have just come up and the movie would have ended. But if you watch yes. it anywhere else, then the credits roll. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, oh God. Anna, this was Dan. the first time you watched it, right? Twas. That's crazy. I wasn't really a superhero girl, and then I started dating... Eh. <laughs> 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 no, um, yeah, Gage kind of pushed me into not push I don't know how to word this that sounded mean Gage is really 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 into superheroes and I was more of a Marvel girl and like I know stuff about Batman and like the origin stuff because I'm you know I lived a regular childhood Mm -hmm. um I fall asleep in a room that's covered in pictures of superheroes every night but I yes no those are all Gage's things um (laughs) but I I'm not like into I was never really into the superhero movies. Like I like Spider Man, he's my favorite superhero, but I used to read the comics when I was little. I never really watched the movies. Um I watched Teen Titans and stuff when I was little. I just never really got into anything mm-hmm. big movie to I have a weak bladder, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> and also I was scared easily when I was little, so that's probably part of why I didn't want to watch it. Uh, due to Anna's weak bladder, we will not be doing an episode on The Irishman. Oh, Dan, that would take me three days to watch because I would have to take potty breaks all the time. Um, so, Nick, now on your most recent rewatch, is there anything that you didn't remember or something that popped out to you for the first oh time? Oh, my now? God. Yeah, I, I wrote this down because I was like, wait, what? Um in when they're burning when uh rouse is burning down wayne manor he's Mm -hmm. talk he's talking about a lot of different stuff and he starts revealing some really kind of strange things he sort of suggests that they orchestrated the wayne's murder yeah oh yeah i forgot about that i was like wait what because he he brings up that they had tried other things in the past and he said we with Gotham we tried the economy mm-hmm. and so he takes responsibility for tanking Gotham's economy uh this depression that they keep mentioning throughout the film mm-hmm. doesn't he so, talk about how he had to kill Thomas because Thomas wanted to fix the city and then right. they killed him but then it had the reverse effect of what they wanted because mm-hmm. people were like oh he died we have to do this in his honor and so right. he said something to the effect of like it's been limping along ever since mm-hmm. right yeah. right right that like it's so bizarre because you still are led to believe that the joe chill killing was a totally random like event yeah and that's usually how it is in the comics like it's mm-hmm. never really been like a oh we're gonna kill the waynes so we're gonna do use this random guy I'm still not entirely sure if it was their plan that it was Joe Chill that went to go do it. Mm-hmm. It seems like it sort of is, and they directly blame the economy crash for it. They say uh, the poverty caused these all these people to become desperate and become criminals. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It's... That really kind of blew my mind. I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And Anna, on a scale of one to five, Batman screaming, Rachel! 
What would you give this movie? She has not responded. She has paused. <laughs> she has stopped. Is she frozen? I think she might be frozen. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I she really like again. Tip. She's frozen again. Okay. I'm not responding. Um, no. well, you're not moving. We can kind of we heard you say no. I'm not responding. No, I'm Okay, here. we can hear you now. <laughs> I hear you. Hang on. Oh, no, you're good. We hear you. Yeah, you're good. But now you've frozen again. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Nick, out of <laughs> you, one out of five Batman Screaming Rachel, what would you give it? I'll give this a firm swear to me out of five. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is... I, I really... I feel like I got to come back to this when we get to The Dark Knight Rises because yeah. I'm really wrestling with how I want to place this movie. Yeah. Because there's so much that I love about it. And there's so much that I'm like, what is this? What is Mm -hmm. going on here? Like, ah, and I just, I know the dark, I, it's been a long time. The dark Knight rises is the only one that I haven't seen in quite a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm really kind of curious to see how I feel about that movie Mm -hmm. when we get to it, because I don't know. I just remember, I remember liking it when I first saw it. And then I was like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. And it's, it's imperative that we do it after dark Knight rises. Cause the dark Knight rises yeah. is so much more of a direct sequel to Batman begins than the dark Knight is. It really is. I think you're, I think you're really right in that sense because it really kind of picks up a lot of these threads that are dropped in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's the the story that Roz tells uh, Bruce mm-hmm. um, that kind of comes back in Dark Knight Rises. You kind of see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. There's like a bunch of other stuff. Uh, good grief. I mean, yeah, it's... I don't know. That movie, I, I'm curious to see how it's aged because it, it has been a while. Yeah. I haven't... I saw it at midnight in theaters, and then I think I've seen it a couple of other times on DVD. Right. Um, and the thing that stands out to me most, we'll get to it, is Matthew Modine. Oh, yeah. Hi guys, I'm so oh, Anna's sorry. Back. I literally Anna. don't know what happened. My Wi-Fi stopped working. So, Dan, you're going to have a really fun time listening to my recording. I because am. it's just me talking to myself, going, <laughs> oh, no, I am here. I am here. And you guys going, she's not here. I, Hello? Bit, I was here the whole time. I responded to your question, and then you said she's not here. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> so, anyway, Anna, uh, one out of five Rachels, what do you give this? Oh, <laughs> Four. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I felt Bruce was mumbling at times, but I liked it a lot. Oh, if you felt Bruce was mumbling at times oh, in this baby. one, just wait until the dark night. Oh, God. That's so hard because we have our air conditioner on, so then when it's quiet, it's too quiet, we have to turn it up, and then all of a sudden they're fighting, and it's really loud, and it's hurting my ears, and the whole neighborhood knows we're watching Batman. Oh, God. Did you, um, did either, uh, I know maybe Anna, not you, but, uh, Dan, if you ever made your way down to like Navy pier when this mm-hmm. movie was being shot, did you ever um, have a chance? I was down there when the dark Knight was being shot. Not when Batman okay. begins was, I, I specifically remember them blocking off the tunnels where they do that. The mm-hmm. tunnel chase part. Um, I've walked in those tunnels. It's, it, I mean, it just like blew my 
mind as like a kid i was like i was there like i saw that stuff happening yeah that's cool so cool man all i have to hold on to is the third transformers movie <laughs> that was shot in milwaukee and was, chicago was that dark yeah. of the moon right what yeah dark, dark of, the, of moon. the moon yeah oh, good grief. so Join us next week when we talk about Transformers Dark of the Moon, but specifically oh, no. only what Anna remembers from the filming process. Hi, it's when I saw Shia LaBeouf walking around outside the art museum. That's it. It's a three minute long episode. You it's our should... Patreon bonus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you guys should definitely get stuck into doing that for this podcast, doing the whole oh. Transformers series. Oh, good God. Hey, it'll allow me to do my impression of my friend's impression of Mark Wahlberg. No, the only Mark Wahlberg thing I want in my life is a sandwich from Wahlburgers. Thank you. Uh, Did you just call a hamburger a sandwich? Well, I don't get a a burger there. I get a chicken sandwich. I get Jenny's chicken sandwich. I'm offended. It's really good. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give this movie a four out of five. Yes, welcome. good. Um, that's what I have it on as le- on Letterboxd as. Um, so yeah, I liked it. And I think, unless either of you have anything else to add, we should probably wrap up this episode. Yeah, she's going to be long. This is going to be a, a big baby. Mm-hmm. These are some, these are, honestly, these are really big movies. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, you can make a podcast breaking down these movies alone. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we did have Dr. Professor Nick Belsanti on with yes. us today. Oh, Lovely baby. as always to have you. <laughs> mm. I like that we went deep with this one. Oh, yeah. Um, Some would say, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> would anybody like Lord. to visit the ball pit at their local Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> oh, my God. My mom listen. Well, actually, I think my mom knows your nickname, BD. <laughs> um, so... Uh, speaking of Nick, where can they find you on the internet if you want them to find you? Good God. Um, I mean, I'm not very active on anything, but you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. I think my handle is NickBell18 or something. I don't even know. What is my. T- <laughs> hey Siri, what's my handle? Just kidding, I don't have an iPhone. Uh, no, it's MBelsanti18. Uh, N B E L S A N T I eighteen. I don't cool, really cool, tweet cool. much, but that's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Do you have any more? I have. You want to give? I have. I don't. It's not a plug. It's still on the movie. I got this note that I took from IMDb that I chuckled at. Uh-huh. Can I? I just want to read it right now for you guys. Uh, while shooting on the streets of Chicago, a person accidentally crashed into the Batmobile. The driver was apparently drunk and said he hit the car in a state of panic, believing the Dark Knight's vehicle to be an invading alien spacecraft. Iconic. <laughs> I love that. I just, I, I don't know. I saw that. I wanted to find, like, the dumbest thing I could find on IMDb. <laughs> and I was like, that's got to go in there. So My favorite fact is that Christian Bale didn't like his bat suit, and so he'd always be really grumpy when he wore it. <laughs> 
Uh, my favorite fact is that Christian Bale gained too much weight for this movie. Oh my god, we didn't even bring that up. We didn't. He was Dude. in The Machinist before this, where he weighed Stop. 140 he pounds. He was skin and bones, girl. Yes. I was concerned. Gage made me look at those pictures of his weight fluctuation, and I felt sick to my stomach. I was like, that is so not good for you. And it I know a lot of actors so do it with the help of like a nutritionist, but yikes. Yeah. Just the, the sheer change between that movie, which literally came out in 2004, between mm-hmm. that and Batman Begins, where he's like this big, beefy dude. Oh my god, that was you know, unbelievable. You know, for the machinist, he lived on an apple a day. Yeah, yeah. I would no so... doctors were coming near that man. Not a single doctor was on set. Honestly, oh. if that had been me, nobody would have wanted to work with me again, because I would have been so hangry the whole time. Uh-huh. I just, I can't believe that. Like, you, if whoever's out there listening to this, you, if you haven't seen The Machinist, one thing, that movie's actually really good and I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, if you just look up, like, his change from The Machinist to Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. And it's. He looks uh, like a literal skeleton. Absolutely just blows my mind when I see, like, that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Speaking of literal skeletons, if you want to find me on the internet, I am I'm at DanOkeefe86 on Twitter, at DLRAR on Instagram. You can find the show at and in conclusion on Facebook in and Twitter conclusion. at In Conclusion Podcast on Instagram, and most importantly on Patreon, patreon.com slash in conclusion. And now, last but not least, Anna Otto, what are you? <laughs> I'm a car that turns into a robot. You can find me on <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at AutomusPrime818 and you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Rollout Capital O, Capital B, Capital R, and the O in roll and the O in out are zeros. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sorry if I didn't let you follow me. I'm trying to figure out how to make my thing public, but sometimes when strangers follow me, I get nervous, and then I look to see if they're following Dan, and I'm not sure if they are a listener or not, but I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out, pals. There we go. Uh, Tune in next week when Nick will be joining us again for a discussion on The Dark Knight. Dan, set me up for the and you'll never have to line. Do the... Yeah. (laughs) Set me up for it. This would be worth it, I promise. Do the, do the. How does it we, start? You gotta like, it'd be like, yeah, we want to like thank you for coming on or something, or like I never oh, got Nick, to thank you for coming Nick, on. Um, we we never <laughs> got to thank you for coming on to the show. You'll never have to. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Oh. <laughs> so join us next week for the Dark Knight. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Anna. Stay safe. Stay healthy. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Absolutely worth it. I promise. You know, I'd love to see you fully clothed, Chris Pratt. Not necessarily like this. Not like this.